time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 17th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. Ciao. All right, so today we're doing things a bit differently. Last week was the final episode where we'll focus on a specific item within your house that uses energy and water. And today and over the next few weeks, we're going to explore other ways to save on utility-related items. But to recap, our last 16 episodes covered 16 different items that covered everything from toilets to thermostats. And for each item, we've reviewed strategies that reduce their energy and water costs by changing how you use the items or by upgrading to newer models. And with these suggestions, we've been able to reduce the average U.S. household's water and energy bills from close to $2,900 per year to just under $1,400 per year. That's savings of 52%. That's amazing. If every single one of the 132 million households in the U.S. followed these strategies, that would be savings of almost $200 billion per year. Damn, so much money. So 52% savings is huge, but I've been trying to think of ways we could reduce our utility bills even further. And it looks like after you reduce your energy bills like we've already discussed, the next step for even further savings would be residential solar energy. And while residential solar has become so much cheaper and more popular over recent years, estimates show that only 2.5% of households will have a solar installation by 2024. So there is definitely a lot of potential here for growth. So before we dig into some options for installing solar at your home, I want to emphasize how important it is to follow the suggestions from our first 16 episodes before installing solar panels. If you can reduce your electricity needs by 50%, that means you need a solar power system that is half the size, which would provide huge cost savings. Exactly. So the effectiveness of solar panels in a particular location is dependent on cloud cover and the amount of daylight hours. So on a cloudy day, a solar panel will produce less electricity than it would on a clear day. And the longer the sun is out, the more energy the solar panel can capture for electricity usage. And there are some really cool online tools that you can use to see how feasible solar would be at your home. So for example, if you type your address into NREL's PV Watts calculator, you can see an estimate of electricity cost savings that you would achieve with installing solar. And this tool lets you get pretty granular with the solar panel technical details. But just by using the default settings, you'll get a good ballpark idea of your potential savings. So we typed in a few addresses from across the country, and it looks like a home in Morgantown, West Virginia, could save about $497 per year on their electricity bill by installing residential solar. In Stanford, California, the savings could be as high as $1,008 per year. And that difference makes sense. Stanford has much more sun than Morgantown does. Plus, the electricity cost rate in California is typically much higher than it is in West Virginia. And I assumed that a lot of northern states might not benefit so much from solar because of shorter winter days. But the NREL tool shows savings of $616 per year for an average home in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nice. Another tool you can use is Google's Project Sunroof. It's pretty neat because you can see an aerial view of how sunlight hits your rooftop. This tool provides savings estimates based on how you choose to finance your solar setup. 
Right, so there are a few different options when it comes to how you can pay for your solar installation. And the simplest option is where you fully own your system, so you pay for your solar panels upfront. And this is a good option if you have the money set aside to afford the initial cost. And this initial cost can be significantly reduced with state and federal tax credits or rebates. And once you pay that upfront cost, all the electricity produced is essentially free electricity for your household. So if your solar panels can produce 100% of your household's electricity needs, you now have an electricity bill of $0. Exactly. And if your solar panels produce more electricity than you need, several states actually allow you to sell that excess electricity back to your utility company. And this process is referred to as net metering. So depending on local regulations, you could actually be making money when you own solar at your house. And as an owner of solar, the main cost that you'd be responsible for is system maintenance. Which leads us to the next purchasing structure for residential solar, something called a Power Purchase Agreement, or a PPA for short. A PPA is where a solar installation company takes care of not only installation, but also maintenance and repair. You as the roof owner are agreeing to buy the electricity that is produced on your roof from the company. So basically, you still pay an electricity bill every month, but now you pay the solar company instead of your old electricity company. And the reason that this provides cost savings is that the PPA will be at a lower cost rate than what you had previously been paying your electricity company. But not all states allow for PPAs, but in the states that do, the average cost of electricity from a local utility company is about 15 cents per kilowatt hour, where the average PPA costs a homeowner only 11 cents per kilowatt hour. Nice. That's almost a 33% cost savings in your electricity bills. And there are other options to lease or get a loan on solar panels, so your best bet is to contact a local solar provider to determine the option that makes most sense for your financial situation. And another point to consider is that it's not always feasible or possible for households to install solar panels, especially if there are a lot of trees near your house or if you're a renter or an apartment dweller. But that doesn't mean you still can't benefit from the cost savings that solar can provide. So you can enroll in a local community solar program where you you effectively pay for a share of a solar farm. And the pricing of community solar energy is modeled similarly to a PPA, where the rate you pay for the community solar is less than what you pay the electricity company for grid power, thus the cost savings. And even though we've largely been focusing on solar panels in this episode, energy storage is commonly paired with residential solar setups. So it's worth it to consult with your local solar providers to see if it makes sense for your household to invest in a battery. So that way you can store any excess energy produced by your solar panels to be used at a later time. Okay, quick recap. All right, so investing in residential solar can provide huge cost savings to your electricity bills. But first, be sure to minimize your electricity usage at home, so you don't need a more expensive and larger solar energy system. And if you choose to pay for solar panels up front and be a full owner of your system, the electricity produced by these panels is essentially free electricity for your house. Hell yeah. You could also opt for a power purchase agreement or a PPA, where a company provides installation, maintenance, and repair services for your solar panels. And on average, PPAs reduce your electricity rate by up to 33%. Hell yeah. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on the solar radiation in your area, local government regulation about solar, how efficient your solar panels are, and the price that your utility companies charge for energy. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. 
And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is It All Adds Up Podcast. Our website is It All Adds Up Podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at It All Adds Up The Podcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. Yo, I bet solar cost savings in California aren't that great right now with all the smoke from the wildfires. Oh, for sure. Not only is the smoke blocking the sun, but any residue that isn't cleaned off of the panels will make them work less efficiently. Damn, gotta screw up. But those orange skies in San Francisco, though. Seriously, the zombie apocalypse has begun.